to share this in your presence, Lord. Your love for me, it is so complete, be beautiful, so beautiful, y'all sing. Your love for me, it is so Oh, 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 oh. 
This is the day that the Lord has made, and let us rejoice and be glad in it. It's a great day. It's a wonderful day. On this Father's Day 2021, the Lord has blessed us to see it. There are so many brothers and sisters, friends and relatives that have gone on. But the Lord, in his love and in his mercy and grace, has blessed us to be here. And that's something for us to be thankful for. We're thankful for all of the fathers, those fathers that are still with us and those fathers that are gone on to be with the Lord. And we say happy Father's Day to all of the fathers and all of those who have stood in the place for fathers, those brothers, those uncles and cousins, those men that have stood in the place and fathered those children Happy Father's Day. Let us pray. Dear God, we thank you. Father, we humble ourselves and say thank you for blessing us to see another Lord's Day. For we understand and we know that it could have been the other way. Not that we have been so good, but that you are good and you are merciful. And you have blessed us to see this day and we say thank you, Lord. We ask now, Lord, that you will bless those that are here as well as those that are joining us by way of live streaming and Facebook, that they will be blessed through this service, that someone that's already calling on your name will be strengthened, and someone that might be saved will come and say that they will give their life to you. Thank you now, Lord. We ask that you will bless in everything that we do, and we ask that you will do it in the precious and in the matchless name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen. Pat and the band as well as the praise team are coming now.
and let us worship the Lord together. Well, bless the name of the Lord. We invite you to stand to your feet, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him. Bless his name, for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. Let's praise him, y'all.
Somebody bless the name of the Lord in this house. Somebody say thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, bless his name. We've come to praise the name of the Lord. Amen. We've come to lift him up because God is worthy to be praised. Amen. Anybody got a praise in your heart this morning? Anybody got a praise in your spirit this morning? I come to praise. Praise the Lord. My God, my God, my God, my God. Come on, Deacon. Amen. Praise his holy name. My God, my God. Mm. Good morning, church. I was stripped you this morning. It's coming in two phases. First, Genesis 6, chapter 17, 18 verses. And it reads, And behold, I, even I, do bring a flood upon waters upon the earth to destroy all flesh wherein is the breath of life from under the heaven and under everything that is in the earth shall die. Hebrews 11 and, and 7, 7 says, By faith, By Noah faith. being warned of God of things not seen as yet, mm -hmm. moved with fear, prepared an art to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir to the righteousness which is by faith. And we pray. Amen. Father God, we, we come, Master, with submissive hearts, submissive minds, and hopefully submissive ways. We come, Master, before your divine throne of grace, seeking your mercy and seeking your grace. Master, we come in some difficult times, but as I woke up this morning, send the praise, have your own way, Lord. Have your own way. Mm. In our hearts, in our thoughts, in our minds, have your own way. Lord, we know that there are some instances in life that we don't fully understand. We love loved ones that and we ask why. We face sickness and we don't know if we will ever get whole again. Our young men have caused a pandemic with the killings in our streets. Lord, we, we just ask why. I don't know, Lord. But as I said, have your own way. For you know, Lord. You know, I've read in your word that you won't put any more on us that we can bear. Pray, Deacon. But Lord, Pray. sometimes the pain, the, the burden gets so heavy that. Pray, sir. Lord, I have trouble trying to carry the load. And Father, sometimes I get to the troubled waters of this life. And I stand on the banks of the troubled waters. And I know that there's no way that I can cross by my, myself. My, my, my. But Lord. Pray, sir. 
I pray that this is when you step in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I remember some, somewhere in your word that you say that you are a heavy load bearer. My, my. Lord, have your own way. I don't know what I don't know what's going on, but you do, Lord. Mm. We are we are going into a Father's Day. And some of us just don't know how to be a father. Mm. Our young men have gone rampant. They don't they don't they don't have the uh back of a father but father I have a father yes sir who sits high talks sir and he looks low I have a father I have a father that when things that come about that I don't understand mm. that I can call upon my father I'll say father yes sir I stretch my hand father father yes sir Father, shall I go? Father? Yes, sir. If you turn your back on me, where shall I go? Have thine own way, Lord. Have thine own way. Trust me. Search me and try me, Master, this very day. If I'm waiting, yield and steal. Have your own way, Lord. Have your own way. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Can we have a little old time church? Father, I stretch my what you ought to sing on Father's Day. this Father's Day. I'm glad I got an earthly father still with me. But I'm glad I've got a heavenly father who shall never leave me. Can anybody thank God this morning for your heavenly father? 
Oh, he walks with me. He talks with me. And every now and then I can hear him in my ear saying, You're mine. Mm. My God, my God. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Bless your name, God. Yes, Lord. That's it. That's it. If you don't mind, if you don't mind, if you don't mind, there's a praise in this house. Can we just sing a chorus or two of praise him? Praise him. Praise him. You ought to praise him this morning. Praise. <laughs> Go on and praise him. Call his name Jesus. Blessed Savior. He's worthy to be. That's all right. Sing it in your heart. Praise him. Praise him with everything you got. You ought to praise him. Early in the morning, you ought to praise him. Even in the midnight hour, go on and praise him. I dare you to call his name. What's his Jesus. name? Blessed Savior. Blessed Savior. He's worthy to He's worthy to Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Listen, if you have not already, you who are watching online, go ahead and share this worship with your neighbors and your friends. Let them know that you are watching K-Chapel Live right here, right now, as the people of God are gathered in person. You are there, we are here, and God is here. Amen. It's time now that we continue to worship the Lord through our giving. Amen. Those of you who are here, we know that you've all... Prayerfully, you've already given in the uh, offering the baskets that were here. If you have not, uh, we're not passing, passing the baskets, but we ask that you give so on your way out the baskets that are there. Uh, as you leave, we ask that you give in that way. Also, those of you who are here, if you have not given, but you give electronically, you may do so at this time. Those of you who are at home, any number of ways you can give electronically by the K-Chapel app text to give. You may even drop your offering off here at the office. However you give, we simply ask that you do two, two things. Give so liberally, give so cheerfully, for the Lord loves a cheerful giver. Amen. 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 The praise team and the band is coming back again. Amen. God bless you. Anybody free? free. Delivered. Deliver. I found joy. <laughs> Anybody got peace? peace. <laughs> oh, grace, grace. and favor. Oh no, oh no. 
forgiven. Forgiven. Yes, yes. No more change. No more change. is over
Thank you for changing me. Thank you for feeding me. Thank you for clothing me. And I won't go back. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Pray, Reverend. Father, thank you for this offering. Yes. We thank you for allowing us to give back Mm. something that you already own but has allowed us to be stewards of it. We ask that this offering be used for those areas that is needed to mm-hmm. upbuild your kingdom here on earth. We ask that you would bless it, sanctify it, and use it, Lord, according to your will. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. It feels like ever since I could remember, I've always heard these words. You look just like your daddy, a fact I once ignored. But now as I am older, I'm starting to believe what he's gotten him, I've gotten me. Whether it be his smile or his tenacious laugh or the fact that he lights up a room or our love for music which makes time pass. I've got his zeal for justice and his want to heal the world. I would say I'm his spinning image. The only difference is I'm a girl. He's given me my character, my defining traits, and for that I'm grateful. We've even got the same face. So this Father's Day, I want to say thanks. It is my pleasure to look like you, to have the same face. And to all the fathers, we pause to pay tribute to you. For the love you lavish on us, for the protection you provide, for the example you exemplify, for your generous spirit, for your sound advice, for your encouragement, for the foundation you have set. Thank you for embracing the responsibility of fatherhood and doing it through the good and the bad, the challenges, and the celebrations. I commend your commitment to us, your children. Happy Father's Day. Good morning. morning. It's another day's journey, and I'm glad about it. Fourteen years ago, Jeremiah 3 and 15 came true in the life of K Chapel Baptist Church. It says, I will give you pastors according to my heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. For 14 years, we have had a faithful servant appointed by God. On Sunday, July 25th, we will pause as a church family and honor our pastor and show him some love. Amen. 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 There are special envelopes that will be available for you on this coming Friday when you come to get your communion. Be sure to get you an envelope. But if you don't want to fill out an envelope and you give them online, just write on there what you would love for the pastor to have. We're on this journey. May God bless you. May God keep you. And may he forever give you his peace. God bless you. Let the church say amen. 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 Let's say amen again. Certainly we thank God for this day and for this time together. We are also privileged on this morning to be able to fellowship uh, some of our newest members uh, into the church this morning. And listen, this is the first time, amen, this is the first time that we will be able to do a, we're going to do a right fist of fellowship, I understand. Is that right? 
Amen. All right, Sister Fellowship. What I want to do, I want to ask uh, the member of the uh, new members uh, team to come, uh, one deacon, one representative from our deacons to come. If we have a mother or a deaconess here, one or the other to come and share with us uh, as well. Uh, mother, deaconess, deacon, let's see, and minister. Amen. Amen. And that will serve for our our uh, right hand, right fist of fellowship on this morning. Amen. Uh, Brother Allen, would you tell us who are our new members, their names, please? Mr. John Vernado, Vernado, amen. And Miss, Miss Taylor, is that right? Taylor, amen. Won't you welcome them to K Chapel? Let's fellowship them in now. Tasha Taylor and Mr. Vernado. Chapel. So glad that you are part of the K Chapel family. Listen, we want to congratulate uh, the Nate Ruffin Scholarship Committee on a successful uh, golf tournament this past Friday. I understand some 19 teams participated uh, in the, that's right, amen, 19 teams participated uh, in this tournament. Of course, uh, we did not have it last year, but to come back in this way uh, with such a healthy number of teams, those were four Four, three to four people on each team. Most of them were four-member teams. And so we thank God for the uh, excitement, for the enthusiasm, and for the participation. Certainly, uh, through the golf tournament, we are able to fund scholarships uh, for our high school seniors. We funded over now some uh, almost $200,000 in scholarships. That's right. That's right. That's right. Amen. And so we thank God uh, for the continued support of the Nate Ruffin Scholarship Committee. We want to ask that you be in prayer for several of our members who've experienced uh, loss of loved ones as of late, uh, Sister Carolyn White and Sister Gladys Love lost their sister, uh, Dolores White. Those services were yesterday uh, in Greenville, Mississippi. So we ask that you keep the White uh, sisters in your prayers. Also, we ask that you keep uh, Sister Lorson Johnson in your prayers. She lost her sister, uh, Bessie Louise Smith. Those services were yesterday as well in in Coila, Mississippi, on November 9th. Okay, Coila, Mississippi. Uh, we ask that you keep them in your prayers as well. And certainly, I know you are aware we lost 
uh, one of our dear uh, deaconess and mothers uh, of the church, Mother uh, Doris Graham. Uh, those services will be tomorrow, tomorrow at the Jackson Memorial uh, Funeral Service Chapel, tomorrow at 10 a.m. And so keep the, uh, the uh, Robinson family, uh, in, I'm sorry, the Graham family in your prayers as well. Uh, and also keep Sister Graham's uh, sister's family in your prayer because uh, Edith Burns of, of Piedmont, New York, who was the sister of Mother Graham, uh, also passed this week as well. So keep that family in your prayers as well. So two sisters uh, went home to be with the Lord on this week, this past week. So certainly uh, keep the Graham family uh, in your prayers as well. Amen. Amen. God bless you and God keep you as our prayer. Certainly we ask that you keep all of our sick and shut-in in your prayers as well. You can find the list of those sick and shut-ins on our K Chapel digital program. Uh, if you don't have that, you can scan that QR code that's on the back of that uh, little purple brochure that should be in the back of your, uh, your, your uh, pews. And that will give you the list of all of the uh, sick and shut-in as well as uh, the happenings that are going on throughout the month of June and into July. Thank God for our Vacation Bible School, which continues to meet uh, during the week, Tuesday, Wednesday, and third. I'm sorry, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday uh, of each week. And so we ask that you certainly be a part of Virtual Vacation Bible School each week. Amen. We have one more selection, and we will get into the Word of God.
Oh, bless the Lord. Anybody glad that you're safe in the master's arms? Anybody know the Lord will keep you? Anybody know the Lord will cover you? He'll hold you. When the storms of life are raging, he'll wrap his loving arms around you. I'm glad I'm safe in his arms. Oh, bless his name this morning. Bless his name. Hallelujah. So glad he shall hide me. My God, my God, my God. Can I give y'all about two minutes to just... Y'all reprise that because I feel that in my spirit. Somebody out there is glad that that he's hiding them right now. He's hiding them. Genesis chapter 6, verse 17 and 18. I'm going to be reading from the contemporary English version. It reads as follows. I'm going to send a flood that will destroy everything that breathes. Nothing will be left alive. But I solemnly promise that you, your wife, your sons and your daughters-in-law will be kept safe in the boat. That's enough right there. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to preach from the subject a dad's got to do what a dad's got to do. 
a dad's got to do what a dad's got to do. With the passing of each day, Deacon Luster, there is a growing desperation in our city. As we see the continuation of a homicidal crisis play out before us in real time that seems to have no ending in sight. The horror, the anxiety, and the growing frustration are palpable. Like you, I am deeply disturbed and distressed by the gunfire that claims life after life, many of whom are black males under the age of 45. Solutions are not easy. Answers don't come quickly. But I do believe that we will get through this. We got through the crack epidemic that ravaged so many of our communities in the mid to late 80s. We'll get through this. We got through the gang violence that stamped so much of the late 80s and early 90s. We'll get through this. The question, of course, is at what cost? How many more lives will be lost? How many more funerals will we have? How many more young people will we have to bury? It is in this context that I want to talk to fathers. Fathers who are responsible for the well-being of their families. Fathers who are trying to keep their households safe and instill within their children good, strong, Christian values. Fathers who are grinding, fathers who are striving, fathers who are trying to figure this thing out the best they can. I want to speak to brothers. Sisters, you can listen, but I want to speak to brothers. Because we feel this struggle on so many different levels every day. First, as men, as fathers, we want to keep our family safe. But we also want to keep ourselves safe. And when the threat to ours and our family's security come from so many different fronts, both within and outside of our own communities, black men are constantly on alert. Sisters don't really understand that. But black men are constantly on alert. We, we don't really go to sleep when we go to sleep. I know y'all don't get that, but we're constantly assessing our surroundings considering how we are being perceived. 
We're constantly trying to make sure other folk don't think we're a threat to them. We'll change the pitch of our voice just to try to make others feel comfortable around. Y'all might as well say amen. This is what black men have to do. We, we almost have to demasculinize ourselves so that folk feel comfortable around us. Wish I had a witness in here. We're constantly anticipating how our children are perceived by others. And, and, and even though they don't understand, we're, we're checking them out to try to make sure that when they go out, stuff that they don't see, we know others will. Their dress, their hair, their clothes, even their vehicle. We, we want them to have a nice vehicle, but not too nice, because if it's too nice, the police will profile them. And if it's too nice, they'll be targeted by their peers. So it's got to be nice, but not too nice. Constantly trying to figure this thing out. Constantly on alert, reading reactions and trying to keep ourselves and our loved ones safe. Analyzing rooms and looking for the nearest exits. Talking about what fathers do. We try to figure out if it kicks off. What's the quickest way and how do I get my love folk out of here? While y'all having a good time, we, we're looking at stuff like that. And it's draining. It gets tiring. It is mentally and emotionally exhausting. So if you don't mind, sisters, let me talk to the brothers today. I'm going to talk to you all, to us, and I'm not going to give any extended metaphors or speak in any hyperbole or paint any double entendres for you to have to decipher when you go on. I'm just going to cut it to you straight. Because hear me today, brothers, we are not the first ones to feel like this. We aren't the first ones to have to fight for our families in the midst of evil and unrighteousness and wickedness. We aren't the first ones to raise our families in communities that are crumbling around us. Trying to make the best of a situation that just is not good. We aren't the first ones trying to keep our children on the right track when wrong is everywhere. We aren't the first ones who feel the tension of loving the community whose wrongs you cannot defend. Loving people, your own people, but knowing that some of us, you don't even want to be around. Oh, don't, don't clam up on me now. I mean, I, I love you, but... Today's text reminds us, in fact, that early in humanity, there's so much wickedness in the world that God himself got sick of it God saw the wickedness God saw the twisted nature of man God saw the evil imaginations and the sickening considerations and all that man was willing to do and God said I've seen enough I've had enough I'm destroying it all how debased must humanity have become for God to give up on it 
how messed up must man have gotten for God to get tired of having man exist God decides it's so bad I'm destroying it all you know what happened God finds one man Noah and says to him I'm going to destroy the earth but you Noah you I see in you some righteousness Noah I see in you a measure of faith Noah I see that even in the midst of all that's happening around you that you are not giving into the pressure to conform so Noah go build an ark bring your family inside of it and bring two of each type of animal and I'm going to save you and repopulate the earth through what's in the ark and in this story I think there are at least three things we can say to fathers this morning who are raising their families in challenging communities and changing times about what dads have to be willing and able to do here it is man number one you gotta have an ear to hear from God what's good for your family. You got to have an ear to hear from God what's good for your family. In the midst of all the sin around Noah, somehow Noah was still attuned to hearing the voice of the Lord. With everything that was happening, so much so that God was ready to destroy the earth, somehow Noah could still hear from God all of the wickedness all of the chaos all of the confusion all the temptation all the sinfulness somehow Noah still had, still had an ear to hear the voice of the Lord I need to say to some father this morning that being a godly father can sometimes be lonely seems like you're the only one trying to be a good dad faithful husband dependable provider because all around you, you see all kinds of other examples. But don't let what you see keep you from hearing the voice of the Lord. There are all kinds of men out there who have all kinds of experiences. And some of them, some of them are your partners, your buddies, your boys. And they mean well, but the advice that they're giving you is not of God. Hear me, brothers. It doesn't line up with kingdom principles. And it's not going to work for you and your family. Why? Because you are different. So stop trying to make your family and your relationship look like somebody else's. It doesn't fit you. This isn't a shouting sermon, by the way. And don't nobody have to say amen in here because I'm used to preaching the pews. done it for a year now I'm good promise you have an ear to hear from God what's good for your family some of us are even trying to raise our children the way our fathers raised us listen to me while you can appreciate what your dad instilled into you, you must be aware of the need possibly to change the method. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying what he instilled might be good, 
the way he instilled it might need to be adjusted. I know you don't like hearing that. See, because what worked for you may or may not work for your child. Your child might look like you. That's not you. You're raising children in a different era and you have to hear what's good for your family. You don't have to do it the same way that it was done for you. Your child is unique. Let me go a little bit further. This isn't long. Let me go a little bit further. Look at verse 18. Verse 18 says, but I solemnly promise that you, your wife, your sons, your daughters-in-law will be kept safe in the boat. Somebody say in the boat. In the boat. What you got to appreciate here is that Noah, what he was up against was the fact that at this point, nobody knew, including Noah, what an ark was. An ark had never been built before. In fact, in fact, there had never been a flood before. So here Noah is building something that's never been built for an event that's never happened. And he has to explain it and try to make it make sense to folk around him. I'm building an ark. Oh, yeah. And what's an ark? Well, it's a boat. Oh, yeah. What you doing that for? It's going to flood. Oh, yeah. And what's a flood? That's what Noah is up against. Are you hearing me? He's trying to explain what he is doing. The challenge is that he's talking to people who have no concept of what he's talking about. Which means that Noah is doing something, watch this, counterculture. It didn't go with the flow. And listen to me, Father. Being a godly dad means that you're raising children and guiding your family to have certain values that the world won't understand. It's counterculture. They have no idea what you're talking about. You're teaching a certain ethic that the world has no concept of. You're establishing certain morals in your household that the world cannot appreciate because a dad's got to do what a dad's got to do. It means instilling upon, telling the, ins insisting upon telling the truth, insisting upon respecting your elders, insisting upon a certain appearance when leaving the house. It means doing life differently. That's what it means to be in the boat. I'm going to save everything that's in the boat. It means I got to get out of the world and get in the boat. That leads me to point number two. Obey God when given radical instructions. Obey God when given radical instructions. The writer of Hebrews says in 11 and 7 verse chapter 11 verse 7 by faith Noah being warned of God of things not seen as yet moved with fear prepared an ark to the saving of his house as I said Noah had no prior understanding of what an ark was he had no understanding of what a flood was he had not seen either but Noah the text says moved with fear in other words, he believed God enough that even if it didn't make sense to him the thing that was going to happen, he did believe that it was important for him to save his family. 
He didn't know what a flood was, but he knew what saving his family meant. He didn't know what an ark was, but he knew what saving his family meant. He understood protecting his children. He understood that whatever it was that was coming was dangerous and that he as a father had to do whatever he could to save his family. God gives instructions on how to build the ark. Verse 14, back in Genesis, make thee an ark of gopher wood, rooms thou shalt make in the ark, pitch, shall pitch it within and without with pitch. And this is the fashion in which thou shalt make it. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits, the breadth of it 50 cubits, and the height of it 30, 30 cubits. Someone has estimated all of these measurements and have, have suggested that this means that this ark was basically the size of a football field. God gives Noah, watch this y'all, God gives Noah specific instructions on what to build and how to build it and says, this will save you and your family. Watch this y'all. He says, listen, something's coming. It's going to take everything out. But if you do this, it will save you and your family. I need to tell some man, you don't have to try to figure out how to go through life and build a life in a house by yourself. Do it God's way and it will save you and your family. God has given us instruction on what to do and how to live and it will allow you to build a solid family and a solid home and it will save you and your family. The Lord's word is God's blueprint for your life. It will save you and your family. The word of God is our instructions for how to live holy and righteous and a safe and secure life. It will save you and your family. But when you try to build your family on things that are not of God, we put our family in danger. When we make success too much of a priority, and I know every father wants his child to be successful. <laughs> but when we make success too much of a priority, we put children in danger of living an unbalanced life where they eventually value money and things over people and God. When we make fame and fortune a goal, we put children in danger of making money their God. Noah obeys God's radical instructions in order to protect his family. And God, my brothers, God is not calling us to build an ark, but he is calling you to build into your family's life a culture that is radically different from that of the world. When evil and wickedness and greed and pride is all around us, God is giving us radically different instructions. Blessing those that curse you, that's radical. Praying for your enemies, that's radical. Loving those who hate you, that's radical. Blessing those who cannot bless you in return, that's radical. Not seeking revenge or retaliation, that's radical. Practicing patience, long-suffering, and meekness, that's radical. Not having to be first, radical. Looking out for the needs of others, radical. Serving others, radical. Putting others before yourself, radical. And when you instill these godly values into your family, you are building an ark of safety. They can get in that boat and ride that you're saying to your family, we are doing life differently. We're living with a different code. 
different standard, a different set of values because we serve a different God. Lastly, brothers, here it is. Every dad's got to do this. Be the example of godliness that your family needs. Every dad's got to do this. Be the example of godliness that your family needs. Hear me, and I'm through. Please understand, Noah was not a perfect man. Not by any stretch of the imagination. Noah was not. Continue to read the rest of Noah's account. He gets drunk. I mean, toe up drunk so much so that he's naked his children see him and I mean he's not a perfect dude but God used him anyhow because there was in Noah a measure of righteousness what do you say I'm saying this to every man to every father we're going to mess up. We're going to miss the mark. We're going to fail our children. We're going to fail to some degree our wives at some point. We're going to fail in some point, in some way. But when we've messed up, watch this. Be the example of godliness. If, in other words, watch this. If they see you mess up, let them also see you fix it. Did you hear what I said? If they see you fail, let them also see you get up. If, 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 they, see you, if they see you and hear you use foul language, let them also see you and hear you apologizing for the words you used and committing to doing better and being better. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We're going to get it wrong. We're going to mess up. But be the example that your family needs to see. Lead in the values that you expect them to have. Lead in the language that you want them to use. Lead in the relationships that you want them to develop. Lead in the prayer life that you want them to have. Lead in the devotion that you want them to keep. In other words, what are you saying? I'm saying don't just tell them to do it. Lead in being the example and give them the example that you want them to follow. Lead in the lifestyle that you want them to live. lead let your son and your daughter see you loving your wife lead let them see you protect and provide lead let them hear you pray for them lead let them see you give your tithes and your offerings to the Lord lead let them see you keep the Sabbath day holy lead let them see you do all and be all that God wants you to be lead and be the godly example for your family. What are you saying, preacher? Don't let them have to look to somebody else. You be the example. Brothers, we have it hard. I get it. We know our struggle. 
better than anybody else. So I tell you what, all the brothers in here, whether you're a father or not, I want y'all to meet me up here. We can spread out there. There's enough room. There's enough room. We can go from end to end, double up if we have to. All of the brothers. All of the brothers. All of the brothers. Mm. Yeah, you don't have to get close. We can spread out. There's enough room. We can spread out. Yeah, we do fall down. But we can get up. And Brother Thickpin, if you need to sit down, you don't have to stand the whole time. And anybody else. Hallelujah. I know he's a soldier and he'll stand up longer than he needs to, Ricky, so you be sure. Amen. Yeah. My son is coming. I see you. You come on down here too. He is not a father, y'all. Amen. Not yet. Amen. <laughs> yeah, but he's a young man. I want y'all to pray for these young men. Yeah, there's another one. There's another one. Here's another one. Here's another one. Yeah. And then y'all see all these men up here. We usually, we usually just thank them for their ministry, but these are men with families. I don't think y'all heard me. These are men with families children and wives they come here and minister to us and then they go home and they try to do it try to get it right try to do it right ladies we fall down <laughs> with your help and with God's help we'll get up again Brothers, I, <clears throat> I want to charge you this morning. I want to charge you this morning, each of you. Many of you have already raised your children. You've got grandchildren now. But then some of you are just starting out in this thing called fatherhood. Those of you who are new to this thing, I want you to look out and see this gray hair out here. Those are stories. Gray hair and no hair, whatever it is. There's a story behind that. Men who have been in the trenches, men who have been praying, men who have been trying. I want to charge every man in here. For you who have already raised your children. You who are looking at us teenagers and some who have smaller children I charge you to be the example of fatherhood to us that we need when Carol came in this morning I said to him happy father's day and I said to him this is the first time and I said no it's the second time I can say happy father's day to you but he's a young father 
the other young fathers Maurice up here young father I don't know how old your youngest is Justin but I, I still call you a young father I need the old fathers to not only look at them but pray for them to mentor us to minister to us to speak life to us. To say to us, been there. Done it. Didn't do it right. Here's what I would do differently. Look us in the eye when we when we're doing it wrong and need to do it differently. Share with us your stories. Because that's what will help us be better men, better husbands, better fathers. Young men, I don't know how old you are over there, these young fellas. I know mine is 18 over here. I need you to hear us. Your fathers love you. When we challenge you, it's because we love you. When we hem you up, it's because we love you. When we tell you no and when we get some bass in our voice and look you in the eye and dare you, it's because we love you. That's right. And because we know that if we don't, somebody else who doesn't love you will. Yes, we love you. And we're trying our best to make sure that you grow into the potential that God has for you. Because there's wickedness everywhere. We're trying to keep you safe in the boat. We're trying to keep you safe in the boat. Yeah. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, for every man here, for every father, for every grandfather, for every potential father, we thank you right now for the privilege of fatherhood. We bless your holy name. God, we pray now in this city. You know what's happening to young boys and young men all across this city. Yes, there is an epidemic and it's not coronavirus. There is an epidemic, oh God, that that is plaguing us right now. God, by your spirit, by your might, move now in the hearts of these men. Father, for the mental exhaustion that we experience day in and day out, Father, we pray for renewed strength in the name of Jesus. You know the burdens we carry. You know the sleep that we miss. You know, oh God, the desires of our heart for our children. Right now, oh God, minister to us that we could be the men that you're calling for us to be God we fail and we fall down but God right now by your spirit I decree and declare that we're getting up we're getting up better we're getting up stronger we're getting up wiser we're getting up more faithful we're getting up more dutiful in Jesus name we're getting up more dependable in Jesus' name, 
strengthen us secure us show us oh god how to be good fathers good men for the sake of our families for the sake of our communities for the sake of this city in jesus name lord help us to live counterculture when the world is going one way help us to go your way in jesus name in jesus name you who have fallen get up again you have messed up your marriage get up again you who talked ugly to your wife get up again you who downgraded your child get up again you who did that embarrassing thing that you wish you could take over do over get up again in Jesus name in Jesus name for the sake we pray amen amen and amen God bless you God bless you bless your brothers bless your brothers bless your brothers Bless your brothers. Yeah, you got to get up, man. You got to get up, man. We're depending on you. We need you. You got to get up. You got to get up. You who are watching online, you got to get up. You got to get up. Your family needs you. Your community needs you. Your church needs you. For a saint. Now if you're here this morning, if you're there, you're ready to give your life to Christ. If you're here, we want you to come at the conclusion of this service. Share with us here. If you've not given your life to Christ, it's as simple as saying these words. Jesus, Come into my life. Make me a new creature. I believe you're the son of God. I believe you died on a cross. And I believe you rose again from the dead. And right now by faith, I accept you as Lord of my life. In Jesus name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, you have now been saved. And we want to invite you at the conclusion of this service to meet us down front. We'll give you next steps. Also, if you're watching online, call the number that's on your screen right now. Somebody's waiting to talk with you, lead you into your next steps and how to live out your new faith in Jesus Christ. God bless you. God keep you is our prayer. We're standing now for the benediction. Now may the grace of God. The sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with each of you now, henceforth, and forevermore. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. God bless you. We love you. Happy Father's Day. Go in peace.